thanks for coming on we uh i when we started our podcast we were like oh we got to get some guests on and kyle always suggested that we we have you on um appreciate that yeah it's just a it's a funny like relationship that we formed and i feel like for both of us it was just like at the very beginning of our careers and in kind you know both in mma and uh just kind of came up together a little bit i think that's pretty cool it had to be like around this time too. I think it was in January six years ago, which yeah. is crazy and that it's been that long. November? Well, because it was the MSG card, right? I think it was right after mm-hmm. the MSG card because I remember in my head, I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to say, I think you won that fight. Because yeah, the, yeah. Because I only had two fights in the UFC. Yeah. Then. So in my mind, I was like, that's going to be a good line. And, you know, you, I've never met a UFC fighter before you. So I'm like, this is how you relate to UFC fighters. You get on their good side. And I <laughs> yeah, went up yeah. You and I was like, I think you won that fight. And you were like, no, I didn't. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. I messed it up. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so no but that was fun. That was also like, I couldn't believe that you said yes to do it. I think I reached out and was like, hey, we want to do a video where like I'm the MMA guy, but I'm kind of a nerd and I'm new here. So maybe we do a video together. And I think it came out very funny. Still to this day, people tweet me about it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, So if, if anyone doesn't know, so you came um at the time, were you, were you an intern? Yeah. An intern at uh, Barstool and then came to Henzo's and we did kind of like on their um Snapchat uh videos which i think is awesome that you were just like all right i'll i'll try to like submit you and i'm like but you don't know anything like what are you gonna do and you just kind of went for it yeah and honestly six years later i'm still doing pretty much the same stuff like i went and filmed a video with kayla harrison recently i saw saw that and i messed up my ac joint like i gotta go to physical therapy like it's a whole thing i was like i I never learned I saw that and I was like, damn, he went with uh with Kayla. I'm like, she's not she's not big too. She's strong. Messed strong. Me up. She I'm like, she's not gonna like take it easy on him at all. No. Yeah. Threw me right on my shoulder, AC joint, physical therapy, x rays, the whole shebang. Stop. Yeah. Was it doesn't when, take much though, to be fair. No, it doesn't, to be fair. When you decided to, that you wanted to do that with uh Caitlin then, that was like to get more like into MMA and barstool or with Kayla, it was like no, a Caitlin, PFL Caitlin. ad deal Oh, with Caitlin. That was yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like how do I do a video? Cause that was especially like at the time barstool was especially transitioning from like blog to people are making original videos and everyone's doing their own kind of content. And I was like, what would be a funny concept as far as like, I look the way I look right. But I'm the MMA guy. So mm-hmm. how can we like fold that in? And I was like, let's get, a girl MMA fighter in here that can just whoop my ass, which isn't hard to find. I mean, any, you walk into any gym, the girls there can whoop my ass, but I was like, let's get a name. Let's get a local name, especially New York barstool. Um, and yeah, I reached out and you were the first person I reached out to the first person that said, yes, couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. So I remember like then some of my friends were like, I, I think I just saw you on Barstool Snapchat. I was like, yeah, they're like beating up just, some kid. Yeah, they're like, you were like beating up a little kid. I'm like, he's older. <laughs> he's fine. He's he signed. A yeah, release. no, it was fun. And you yeah. know, what was funny is I remember going back into the office right after that. And we had a serious show that was like going on at the time. So it was live and they brought me right on. They were like, Robbie just got into a fight with like a, a UFC fighter. And I walked in there and I was kind of like feeling it. You know, I kind of felt like I was in a car accident or something. Adrenaline. And they all were like 
oh, you're not even marked up. Oh, get out of here. You didn't get into a fight. Get out of here. <laughs> they only wanted to see if you're like really like bruised up. They wanted to see a black eye or something. Yeah. Yeah. So um, were you kind of like the, you know, was it not? Obviously, there's probably other people, but I feel like you were kind of the person to add MMA to Barstool's content. Yeah, that was definitely my thing. Like, I think one person I mean, had tried deal. before me. Yeah. And that that was like, I was applying for so many years. Like, people that know kind of my introduction to Barstool, if you don't, I was applying since I was 13 years old to Barstool. Oh, wow. Like, emailing Dave, and, emailing and what Big year Cat. Was that? What year was that? If I was 13, it would have been, I'm so bad at math. You put me on the spot right there. Yeah. I don't appreciate Kyle's that. Kyle's like, uh, like autistic. Well, no, just because I, I was like to Joe on 2011, 2000, or 2012, 2013, I want to say. Because I was listening to Dave on Rogan the other day. I had no idea that Barstool started in like 2003. As a newspaper. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So yeah, 2013, so this, this is 20 years for Barstool, but like 2013, I would say is when I started like applying and basically sending emails saying, Hey, nobody covers MMA at the site. I'm a pretty big MMA fan. Like I'm not an expert by any means, but I think I could just talk about it. Like you guys talk about sports the mm -hmm. way you talk about it, like idiots basically. And I got an email back from big cat when I was 14 and he was, wow. it just said like, dude, we can't hire a 14 year old. And I was like, <laughs> yes, that's my foot in the door. Like, like they, it's fine, they, noticed. they know me. Exactly. So from there, I started doing my own blog. It was called The Squared Octagon, which is kind of a mouthful, but it was kind of supposed to be the squared circle and UFC wrestling and boxing or and MMA. Okay. Um, and I would just send them sample blogs every single wow. week. I would send them sample podcasts every week and T-shirt designs. Like I kind of was like trying to teach myself graphic design. You were just doing Eventually, everything. the company moved to New York. Like as soon as I graduated high school, and I got an internship with the golf guy, which he was in the video Riggs. He's like yeah. in my corner in the video or kind of the referee kind of both. Yeah. Um, he was like my boss at first. I don't know anything about golf, but I was like, I know how to do graphic design. I could edit a podcast. That's all they really needed at the time. That was October of 2016. And then by February of that next year, I was hired full time. And Dave pretty much gave me the reins. He was like, hey, we don't have an MMA guy. Go crazy. Wow. That's, that's crazy. amazing. That's like, it's so crazy because you think, you know, people are like, oh, that's like you got in and you brought MMA to there. But like hearing that and all the stuff you did from the age of 13, it's like, <laughs> no, I didn't just go in and say, hey, let's let's bring MMA on. It's so crazy. So at 13, you knew exactly what you wanted to do. Essentially, like I remember like in high school, you know, like when they write like, where do you see yourself in five years? I would write Barstool Sports. Wow. I, like I went to one semester of community college at Bergen Community College in Jersey and with the goal of like, I want to stay in this college until I get hired by Barstool. So that was like my thing. I told my mom, like, I don't want to go to college, but I'll stay here as long as I don't get hired by Barstool. And it was one semester it took me to get hired. So it was quick. Crazy. With the uh, blog that you had, was it? just like um reporting or was it like funny stuff or yeah it was it was kind of like it was my sample for barstool so i was writing it as if i was already working for barstool so right. it totally had like that jokey like i yeah. was making fun of like the reebok deal at the time that was like a big talking point and the horrible shirts they were putting out yes so was, i was trying to bring like the funny side to it to show dave or big cat or whoever like this could work. be a thing. And it's funny because I like I did all of that and it definitely helped, but it, I never got hired because of it per se. 
it was when I first met Dave, I, I was in the elevator with him. Like the first day I was there for my golf internship and I was like, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Robbie. And he was like, Robbie Fox. He's like, you've designed some of the worst t-shirts I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> You're like, but like, you oh, saw them. Man. Yeah. But that, that was like, it, it was a weird foot in the door situation, but I do think like running the MMA blog or whatever, it helped me like hit the ground running a little bit. And it was kind of perfect timing too, because I, you know, right around then, you know, UFC obviously has been around for a while, but it started gaining more traction. And then, you know, then you were already doing it. And then after, you know, 2020, it's just like skyrocketed with the popularity. And I think well, I, Barstool too. And I, yeah, I think both of them together at the same time. And I think for UFC, like a lot, obviously through, through after the pandemic, it, it blew up. But I think also with Barstool covering it, it definitely, blew it up more so it's kind of cool with like the younger generation and just uh you know other sports fans kind of got a taste of it so i think it was that cool for me to see UFC. it like my coworkers get into it during the pandemic like before like i had like a couple people at barstool we have at this point 400 employees in the company wow. which is crazy um when there was even like 100 200 employees though there was one or two other people in the company that i could go to and be like did you see the fights on saturday wow. like oh my god let's talk about it now there's 10 there's 12 there's 15 like there's a bunch of people in the company that we could go and talk fights with and a bunch of people like know what they're talking about and they just got into it in 2020 it's crazy to see like how quickly you can become a pretty knowledgeable fan of the sport yeah yeah well, cuz there's shows every week yeah and i yeah. think they um they do a good job like when you're watching it, if you don't know anything, the commentators explain it pretty well to you. So you don't have to know. You can just turn it on one day and watch one fight and then be like, OK, I kind of get it. And then you you watch it and you're like, oh, I saw that person one. And then it's like cool when you see another fight. You're like, wait, I saw them fight before. So you like feel connected. Exactly. With them. You don't have to know any like I don't really watch any other sports. You know, when I was younger, I watched football because I lived in Pennsylvania. So everything was like diehard Eagles fans. But now with MMA, there's just so much MMA fights that I'm like, I, it's hard for me to watch other sports. Like during, in the playoffs, we'll like watch football and I'm like the commercials and all the like all the other like bullshit stuff. I'm like, I can't watch it. I can't get into it. It's just too different. No, I agree. I'm a hockey fan and that gives me a little fill of the violence. But mm -hmm. you watch some. Listen, I don't mean to be a soccer hater, but you watch the World Cup and you see a flop right after you watch like a Justin Gaethje fight. Right. <laughs> What are we doing here? Yeah. It was funny because I had just listened to um, Dave on Rogan the other day. Yeah. And uh, he's still a pretty novice uh, fan. Oh, he's, Dave is such a novice. I texted him right after he did it. Before like he it talks out, about like Hoist Gracie. Like, how did like, it go? Yeah. And he yeah. was like, a lot of MMA talk. He's a like, lot I tried of to make talk. it clear. I don't know what I'm talking about. But when it comes I appreciated to MMA. that he's like, I'm like, oh, he's so cool that like he didn't try to act like he knew. He was just like, oh, yeah, really? No. I don't know. And then they talk. He's like, oh, I, I saw that fight. Like, I think it's cool that someone, you know, like like him, he's just honest and is like, yeah, I don't really know. You, you know? could tell that he usually people go on the Rogan and they're like kind of fanboy over Rogan and just agree yeah. with everything he said, where Dave definitely views them. They're equals. Yeah, like, I saw their little like uh, fight over Tommy Fury, which I yeah. thought was so funny. Where Rogan's but like, Dave held up, his ground. Shut up and watch. <laughs> yeah, but usually people would be like, "Yeah, you're right. He is a yeah. great fighter." Yeah, but Dave, no, but Dave it. It kind of nice and his ground. He will. And I on that argument, I gotta like, I, like listen. I understand. I respect uh, the fighters and everything. I, I understand Rogan's side. 
I do agree with Dave when I, I look at Tommy Fury's fights and his opponents have a record of like 24 and 187. Yeah. I'm like, I think Jake Paul, I'm not a Jake Paul stand by any means, but I think he would murder Tommy Fury. Absolutely. He would. Well, Jake Paul's a good boxer, but yeah, I think Rogan comes from the like school of thought, like a trained fighter is killing anyone who's not a trained fighter. So he like, puts the work in. You should respect that. Yeah. Disrespectful that if you don't know how to fight at all, you can't say this guy doesn't know how to fight. Exactly. I think that's Joe's. But I and I yeah, yeah. and I part of me is like as a fighter, I'm like, yeah, that's good. If people like stick up for us and like say that because it's so easy for people to say, oh, they suck. And I'm like, do you know how hard it is to just get in there, even if you're like an amateur at a show and just just to get in there and do it. But then again, that's where it's like the sports evolving. And I'm like, it's good that people that are common fans are saying like, oh, they suck because that's what they do to every other sport. So it's True. just that's kind of like the repercussions of it, like becoming a mainstream sport is like, oh, OK, that's that's how it works, you know? Yeah, it, it was a very funny back and forth on the it, podcast. It I'll was. say that. And there was one moment where all my coworkers that love MMA were laughing about. I think Joe brought up John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. And Dave was like, yeah, I didn't see that. I only watched the big fights. Oh, you <laughs> said that? Yeah, yeah. 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 I was about yeah. that because that was the, the timing, yeah. you know? It's like yeah. the biggest. Yeah. Maybe yeah, the biggest well, rivalry the sport's ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So now Dave mentioned how he likes boxing better. Now, how in, now you're involved in that rough and rowdy with him? Yeah. Rough Talk and rowdy about is, that. it's legitimately probably my favorite thing we do at Barstool. It's like brings me so much joy to do. And that Always was West Virginia. Dave, yeah. Dave noticed it like 10, 12 years ago in West Virginia when Barstool was much smaller and was just like, people are fighting each other. Like basically like in the backwoods of West Virginia for like 500 bucks fighting multiple times a night. This is crazy. So he went down and made like a classic video. You could still find it 2012 ish. I think with all of these fighters, just him not commentating or anything, just like watching and being like, what is this? Um, when Chernin acquired Barstool, probably like seven, six years ago, um, he immediately was like, let's buy this. Let's just buy the company and let's put the events on pay-per-view and we'll wow. call it like it's like a massive thing. We'll pay the fighters a little more. We'll put put big lights and, you know, all the all the smoke and mirrors on it. Let's do that. And from the start, I was like, oh, I want to be involved in that. And I think in the beginning, he was I was very new to Barcelona. He was like, calm down, Robbie. We're, you know, we're, we're putting on pay-per-views here. But by like pay-per-view three, I think Rough and Rowdy three, I started getting involved doing ringside interviews. And then I said, I think I would be like a funny third chair commentator. Like you and Big Cat are the show. That's what people are buying for. But I think I could like jump in with quips here and there. We tried it rough and rowdy like seven or something, and we're up to like 19. I've done every wow. one since pretty much. And yeah, if you haven't seen it, it is like the greatest variety show ever because you get fights that are actually good. Some fights that are good. Most fights are horrendous, but they're so bad they're good in like the funniest way possible. The ring girls in between, uh, you, you know, rounds are some of the, some of the craziest entertainment you'll ever see. And then yeah. you get like the commentary, the barstool personalities on the mic, sometimes barstool personalities fighting. I watched on the, um, the ringside the, stuff. I've always seen like highlights and, you know, and clips of it. And then I like uh, the girl Grace. Yeah. Spot. So I was like, cause I follow her on TikTok, and then watching her like training for it. I think she's hilarious. I love her. And, uh, 
watching her training for it and they had like the like behind the scenes footage of her like in the you know in the locker room and stuff and then she actually like for like a girl that doesn't do that to like go in and fight i was like that's insane i'm like that she's doing that like and it's i don't think people understand how much that takes just for her to do that and you're untrained and you're fighting in front of like 40,000 people on pay-per-view about and then the arena we did the the dunk in Providence which is like that's where they do concerts we had like four or five thousand people there I think all chanting her name it's like the only place where you could simulate what it's like to be a champion fighter like yeah you're fighting you know someone that's never fought before well, she so, had the whole crew. So, like, when she had the whole her whole crew, like in the all in the people locker from room, I'm walking like, her out and stuff. I yeah. was like getting pumped up. I'm like, this is yeah. like what it's like not for a UFC fight, what it's like for like a UFC champion fight. Yeah, like it was intense. It was pretty yeah. cool. So, with you guys spotlighting it like that and putting it on a stage, doesn't it change the dynamic? Like they become like more like serious real fighters, like training wise, and like isn't that some of them? Kind of yeah, like from. Or- our champ, Bobby Lang, our heavyweight champ, he's become like just he's like a real fighter. At this That's point. what I mean. He beat Pac-Man Jones twice and Pac-Man Jones is no slouch. Like he's a very athletic dude. So on his level, yeah, like we've got some fighters that are like, I'm training full time. Like, this right. Because if you're giving job. them that platform, they could, you know, potentially leverage that into like a bigger show or I mean, not even Absolutely. bigger, but a more professional. Because uh, my friend was involved with a company that does like MMA fights. It's like a Russian company. And he was like the referee for it. It's like in the desert in Nevada or something. Nice. And he was like, yeah, they're not trained. I'm like, but how do you make sure they're not trained? Cause someone just trains for a year and goes and fucks everyone up. Like, uh, that's kind of a difficult thing when you put like untrained fights on, if that's the, angle. Oh, yeah. cause someone could Definitely. easily just train a little bit. And sometimes there's mismatches. Right. It's like, that's well, what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's kind I of like, that, yeah, that poor soul got mismatched. Right. Yeah. It's right. kind of like the beginning of like Jake Paul. And it's like, oh, right. he's a YouTuber. It's like, you can't say that anymore. Like, even when it was, even his first like fight or two, he wasn't just a YouTuber. First of all, he's like freak athlete. He's, didn't yep. he like wrestle and yeah. wrestled and like, has like professional trainers. So it's like, and then and na- now it's been a few years and he's had fights and more training camps and experience. I'm like, he's not a YouTuber. He's a, he's a boxer. Put on the, uh, a good fight against Anderson Silva, like beat him on the cards. Oh, yeah. he, he beat Tyron Woodley, a former champ. Like you got to respect him at this no, point. He's a good fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Good boxer. Do I think sure. he could be Canelo? No. Well, of course, but yeah. I think he's very respectable boxer. That's another thing. Rough and rowdy this year kind of turned into us calling two Canelo fights, which was wow. crazy. That's like wild. DAZN noticed rough and rowdy. And we're like, we would like to bring that exact crew to Vegas for uh, Canelo and Bivol and then Canelo triple G. And you it were was at like those? me, Dave and big cat on commentary. And then That's... Caleb and Rowan on the ringside interviews, which is exactly how we do rough and rowdy. But That's for incredible. Isn't there sometimes where you're like sitting there and you're like, wait, did we really like, is this really happening all the time? Like a hundred percent of the time. I I remember the first time, I don't know if it was like, if I fought, I think I fought or at MSG, but I think it was earlier. Maybe I was at a fight and I saw, this was not after long after I met you. And then I saw you with like in like the media for MMA. And I was like, I was almost like, what are you doing here? I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I met you like, 
you know, I didn't know you were like kind of that high up. I've met you as like the intern, you know, yeah. like just came and got beat up by me. Yeah. And then all Literally, of a sudden I'm like, intern holy Robbie shit. And then was, it's so in, cool. In the video, that's what it says. Doesn't yeah. even say my last name. Yeah. So, yeah, because for a while you were just um, getting a lot of press from just being like Connor's number one fan. You were at the jail yeah. when he got bailed out. like Which I wish he was still more active because that like that video series, one of my right. favorite things in the world. To I do. bet. Yeah. Because just like the the polar opposites of like you get the Connors, like the Connors diehard fans who were like, you're speaking my Bible. Like yeah. this is the most, and you're like, okay. And then you get the Connor haters that are like, how can he say Connor would be Khabib and one if they rematched? Like, and uh, you get them so what you say that you, you know, it's easy to get people flustered when it comes to Connor McGregor. Oh, yeah. So sure. I can't wait till he comes back to make more stupid videos like that, to be completely honest. Yeah. Hopefully he does this year. I always want Connor. Like it's I hope he stays out of trouble, you know, make the videos funny, you know, yeah. I don't want to do any of the serious videos anymore with Connor. Right. 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 But I love when he's, you know, MMA is just so much better when he when he's fighting. So much more fun. I it's mean, now so they have so fun. much going on that it kind of makes up for, you know, makes yeah. up for. But nothing compares to that. I went to court for him. Literally. Yeah. I got I got a I got a summons, went to court, did the whole shebang. That's amazing. It was yeah, great. The video when I think the one time when he like got off the press conference and like noticed you in the crowd or oh, something. he shouted me out for the first time yeah that, yeah that, that was, was a that was a moment where i was like what's going on right now yeah the, yeah like the biggest fighter in the world why does he know my name yeah it's so funny so um what do you think with jake paul signing with pfl i think it's interesting like i think it's smart with pfl i'm really hesitant about him fighting like i don't know if i believe he's going to fight that's kind an of an mma funny. fight I yeah, I kind of yeah. think he said, oh, I signed to fight in PFL to put a lot of eyes on the announcement. And I think he's going to promote the hell out of PFL and become a partner in their league or whatever, which is smart. He's got his feud with Dana. They, they're they the competitor, not a competitor, but they're, they're number not. two, right? Um, and, and a far gap between one and two. But they say they're number two now. So smart move by them. I'd be shocked if he actually fought MMA, though. I know he's got the Ohio wrestling experience or whatever, but I... I I don't know. I, I'll believe it when I see it. I can see him doing like a boxing match in the cage with four mm -hmm. ounce gloves. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what something I was hybrid rules like that or something. Yeah. Or I don't know what his weight was, but they had like, wasn't it like Muhammad Ali's grandson or fight uh, there? Yeah. They oh, had yeah. him, they had him fight the last time. I don't know if their weights I think are he was 155. He's he was kind of skinnier. Yeah. Right. But I was like, Oh, something like that. Like an amateur MMA fighter like that. Or, you know what I mean? I, I but what you said, I also agree with like having them do a boxing match with the MMA gloves or something like that, or not even fighting. PFL does a good job at, you know, they they're like obsessed with they have a uh, Wiz Khalifa performs yep. and promotes. They have like 50 Cent Liver King goes to all their events. So they do a good job of like, um, you know, getting different like celebrities and to help kind of legitimize their, their promotion. Even just the younger audience, like bringing them in like that's it's pretty smart with that the nate diaz thing i thought was interesting that he said like he offered nate diaz the two fight deal boxing yeah. first six months later you'd fight him in mma i feel like if you're nate diaz like if that's true and there's no like what's the catch i that's my perspective because why would you not sign that he, he's a lot bigger than nate diaz he is but don't you think in the cage Nate Diaz could take him down, strangle him, right? And if you even if you get knocked out in boxing, that's the last thing in people's minds if the MMA match is second. Yeah, mm -hmm. and boxing, you 
at least this is how I think of it. I think of boxing as I think of wrestling. Like boxing's a terrific, very hard, difficult, tough sport, but it's not a fight. Yeah. The fighting is fighting. And there's like there's a big difference. Fighting is MMA, you know, MMA fighting. Um, so you could be like, oh, I lost the contest, the boxing contest, but I won the fight. So totally get the last. And, and people love Nate so much that he loses a boxing fight. Even if he gets knocked out in boxing, he'll be like, that wasn't a fight, pussy. Wasn't a and fight, then people yeah. will be like, yeah, he's so much bigger. Yeah. yeah, like they're in, you know? Yeah. I don't think Nate would take him down necessarily, but he's good enough off his back that he'd probably submit him. Yeah. Pull guard. I don't know what he would do. Yeah. Well, no, he wouldn't pull guard. He has too much pride to do that. Yeah, it's just maybe get taken down and then. Throw yeah, but he's not gonna go. Jake's not gonna go. He for might Jake. if he's getting leg kicked enough. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he might have him shooting like Connor. Oh, you're a wrestler now. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is a wrestler though. His yeah. wrestler first. True. Yeah, yeah that's what he said know. in the PFL announcement too. He was like, "I've got a background in wrestling," and it's funny when you're like. Your background at this point is kind of boxing because you've beaten Anderson yeah. Silva in boxing and you've right, beaten, right. you know, you placed well in high school in wrestling. But I don't know if that's your background at this point. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But when you have like unlimited resources like he has and you could hire the best trainers and the best nutritionists and the best of everything, you yeah. get pretty good at anything. Oh, yeah. He showed it with boxing. Yeah. That, like he dedicated his life to it for like four years. Right. God damn it. It showed. And he definitely like trains really hard because you can have the best coaches and stuff but he is into being like yeah. a fighter and like doing like the legit fight camps and and training like that yeah like a real professional that's athlete. not easy you could have all the all the trainers in the world but you still gotta get up and work out twice a day and do all that and spar people and you know get beat up and like still keep coming back yeah i respect that even logan paul's doing the wwe stuff now he's kind of crushing it over there to be honest he just got yeah. hurt but unbelievably good to be honest well, he's so charismatic yeah right? and he and he knows like that people hate him and he plays into that so well and his character there is good and just like both the paul brothers pretty impressive 2022 i would say yeah, yeah. and i'm not yeah, their biggest fan but impressive 2022 i kind of thought i was hoping that they would have set up that uh andrew tate fight obviously that's probably on the back oh my god i know because also like been- how many opponents out there are like very interesting for jake paul right now. well no like one Nate unless DSC they're Warnesty, a really good like, boxer exactly right. and it's like tommy fury eh, like eh. i feel like I that was interest interesting really for a minute and then it passed by and now yeah. it's not interesting yeah. anymore like people don't really like jake paul andrew tate that would be like everyone would tune into that yeah, yeah i'd be yeah. like when they start and then that first they mentioned it i was like he would like Andrew Tate would never do that. And then he kind of like flirted with the idea a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm pumped. Was he a good kickboxer? I have no idea about him. You know, what's funny is all those like organizations. It's hard to say, like he didn't fight in like glory kickboxing where those guys are legit, like incredible kickboxers. I always see his highlights. And for whatever reason, I don't give it a ton of credit because he's wearing pants. Like, I don't know what pants. Yeah. So I don't know what organization that is. That's like, no, like like baggy, like, like almost like karate pants. Huh? So that's like old school, like kickboxing. I I don't don't think that it's like glory kickboxing. It's uh, it's a different organization and I could be completely wrong and it could be super legit. But anytime I see the highlights and he's wearing like these baggy pants, it's hard to take it seriously. That's rough and rowdy style. We get a lot of baggy pants and rough right. and rowdy. You probably get rough some like rowdy. some jean shorts, right? Jeans. Yep. Yeah. We get straight up jeans, workers' boots, Tim's. Yeah. yeah. Barefoot. That, that's All in West it. Virginia. 
You said so it started in West Virginia, but now it kind of moves all over. The last one is in Providence. We've done Atlanta. We've done Jacksonville. We're going to do two in Tennessee this year. So we're kind of like expanding it. So for a while, I was like obsessed with, uh, do you ever watch the soft white underbelly? No, it's a YouTube channel. It's huge. He's got like 6 million subscribers, but he goes to like freak show places that not, I shouldn't say it, like crazy places like Appalachia, West Virginia. That's a big thing he does. And he just interviews these people. They don't have electricity. Oh, like, it, it's some of the places we've been to in West Virginia are crazy. Like we've yeah. been to a town where they're like, hey, get your texts off. No Wi-Fi in this town. And you're yeah, like, no, oh, these people literally don't have like, electricity. No service. Or water. Exactly. Like, they don't know it's about crazy. the Internet. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff. I just had coworkers go to Alaska for a video like they do this Rediscovering America series. And they went to a town where the whole town lives in the same building. Just one. There's one building in the town. Everyone works in the building. Everyone lives in the building. To get there, you have to go through a tunnel that's like three miles long, and they shut it at night or something. So it's like, if you're in, you're in. I don't know. Crazy like, why stuff. Would like, you, why would you live there? Yeah. I think it's people that were just like born there. They're like, I was born in the building. I'll die in the building. <laughs> oh, you my know? God. <laughs> the building, yeah. That's insane. It is. I want to go to one of the Rough and Rowdies. After watching like all the behind the scenes stuff with for like Grace and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I want to go. Oh, it'd be so much fun. When I saw she I was mean, training, we... I was like, oh, I should reach out to her. I should try. I should help her. Help her. Oh, you should have, because like you, you should. If we have another employee fight or something, if if you know they're New York local or something, they're in the area. It'd be so much fun to build it up like that. We've had like fighters come and walk people out. Like Rockhold walked someone out once. Yeah. You got people in their corner. People join oh, us I on commentary for, for a fight. For Vola, I think. Yeah, for Vola's brother oh, yeah. fought. Oh, was it his brother? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember them posting For his bachelor party. That was like a great bachelor party. They went down to West Virginia, got a knockout, played some paintball. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if Grace does another one, I want to help her out. She might. She had that look in her eyes. Like Dude, the whole she fight. was she, game. She had that like scary look. It only mm. went off when like the, her hand got raised. Then she could smile finally. It was great. Her yeah. mom was also ringside, and that was like just so cool to see. Like a mom going crazy for her daughter, like fighting for the first time. Yeah. Rough and rowdy like gives you those moments that you can only see there. Really. Yeah. Yeah. There's some crazy things. What was that um, organization long time ago? It was like not celebrity boxing, but um, tough man. I think it was. Do you remember that? Yeah. So that's like rough and rowdy kind of started as an extension of that. I think. Right. That's kind of what and I thought. And it was like the, the tough man tournament where it was like all in one night where you would see someone like make their way up and win the main event, like three fights in one night. Right. So this kind of segues into like something that was in the MMA news today or this week. Um, do you remember Phil Baroni? Oh my God. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So he just got arrested this week for uh, I don't mur- know why I'm like murdering smiling his and laughing. Murder. Murder well, his it's just, girlfriend. It's so crazy. But he did that tough man like before he went to Pride. I, I've known Phil forever. I've known him for like oh, from really? Long Island. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he was in that like tough man and like knocking people out. And that's how did you react to the news as someone that like knew him forever? Not surprised. Not even like a little bit surprised. He's had a really tough run. Like the last, you know, I haven't seen him probably in 10 years, but, uh, I did always have a, like a soft spot in my heart for Phil Baroni because it's kind of a funny story, but we were training, f- fighting, and um, this was when I was fighting, and I was living, uh, maybe I spent like six months with uh, staying at Josh Koscheck's house, 
And Phil Baroni was there for like three of those months. And uh, at the time, I was dating a girl and she lived uh, here. And then I had her uh, come visit. And I told him before, I was like, yeah, this girl's coming out from New Jersey. She's going to stay, visit for a few days. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to have some nice hot East Coast, East Coast pussy around here. I was like, oh, I can't wait. And I was like, uh, okay. And he was like, You're yeah, like, I'm pumped for that the, East Coast was, girl to come stay girl, with reminder. us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then she came and then hung out, whatever, then uh, left. And then she kind of like broke up with me like the next week. And I was pretty depressed. And uh, Phil's like, why are you depressed? And I was like, well, the girl dumped me. She broke up with me. And then um, Phil's like, that girl I was here, she's fucking disgusting. <laughs> she's so gross. I was so disappointed when you told me a hot East Coast girl was coming. Kept saying East Coast. And I was like, really? Oh, my God. Like, she definitely you're wasn't. you're heartbroken? No, but he knew that that would like, make me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then He's I was trying like, to get, get your spirits up. Yeah. Little. It kind of made me feel better. And I was like, man, I wonder if he really thought that or if he was just trying to be nice. And I always kind of yeah. like, but it still kind of worked. It worked. And yeah. I kind of had yeah. a soft spot for him, but then his life kind of really went down the last like 10, 12 years. But then I saw that on Monday and I was like, damn, but actually terrible. like this time, maybe the, not this past summer, the one before, or like a year ago we were, he was on Long Island and he was like messaging Kyle all the time. Like, can you pick me up? Let's go to the gym. Let's work out. Pick me so up. I don't have a car. Can you pick me oh, up? Oh, man, that's and then, sad. And then he was Kyle was like, oh, we should get him on the podcast. And and then I was like, oh, he's like, he he definitely have some crazy stories. We should get him on get him on. And then when and then I was like, follow up with it. You know, even if you have to pick him up, if he's a good guest, we'll, we'll get him on. And he's like. Yeah, the only problem is we record at our house. And I remember Kyle saying, he's like, I don't really want him to know where I live. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, really? I was like, OK, never mind. And then like a year, a year later. later, he's like, you know, gets arrested for murder. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I saw Josh Cornett. He had like a big Twitter thread kind of about it where he was like, I've known Phil for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. surprised. Like the I think, you know, CTE, drugs, whatever it might have been, kind of yeah. went down this path forever. It's funny you say that you didn't want him to know where you live because that's like why Rogan originally got a studio, he said. Really? He used to do all like when he started the podcast, do them all at his house. And then he was like, eventually I started getting these people in the podcast where I was like, eh, maybe I don't want them to know where I live. Yeah, yeah. it's probably better, especially yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank God that that didn't happen, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would have been Pretty good to crazy. throw up a throwback clip this week, though. <laughs> could have got some views. Yeah. Yeah. He could have. So. The algorithm's on Phil Baroni right now. Uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because a lot of people were um, saying, oh, bad week for the UFC because Dana had his incident and then uh, that. And then I was like, I don't think you could really count Phil Baroni as UFC. No. It's been <laughs> yeah, like can't. 17 you, years. You absolutely can't. No. <laughs> At a couple of UFC fights. Like I only know him ago. like I, I'm in the UFC. I only know him from like because you know him and you, you guys saying stories. But that's what all the comments were saying. They're like bad week for the UFC. Yeah. Like, no, man, that's not no. nothing to do. The with UFC's it. like we don't yeah. claim, claim Phil Baroni. <laughs> Yeah, not at all. I saw some people saying Baroni was Mike Perry before Mike Perry. That's oh, he was way ahead actually, of his time. That, that was, was a pretty yeah. good comparison. That's very good. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I mean, it's hard to compare someone. Well, with I think with murder, Mike Perry's but... probably a better fighter, but <laughs> and probably time. better human. He hasn't murdered anyone to our knowledge. Yeah. No, yeah, hasn't murdered anyone. <laughs> I was, that's what I'm also, saying. I'm like, I'm Mike Perry. I'm like, don't compare me to someone that murders. I like Mike Can, Perry. 
Can Mike Perry fight Jake Paul? I would love that. Did I see? Is are they talking about that? I feel like I, I've I think seen some that. people have kicked it up because he beat beat uh Michael Venom Page in bare knuckle. Yeah, I think I think Mike Perry fucks him up in like a bare knuckle. In yeah. bare knuckle, but what about uh, like straight boxing? I think Mike Perry beats him. Really? I'd be interested in that. Yeah, I think Mike Perry beats him pretty. A more pretty active easy. fighter, like he's going after the retired fighters, which and I, he's got like I don't, a different. I don't like to give him shit for because it it's Anderson Silva, like. Come on, but, the kid's fighting Anderson Silva in his fourth fight. Like, right. pretty impressive. But yeah. Mike Perry is, like, so aggressive and, like, goes savage, forward. Yeah. And, and like, has no respect. No respect and, like, yeah. willing to take a shot. Like, I He'll think get hit a hundred times to land one. That'd be a hard fight for him. Yeah. yeah. And he's, like, he's bigger. Is he bigger? No, Jake Paul's big. Is he? Jake Paul's my size. Really? Yeah, he's a big guy. Did Perry fight it? 185 or 170? 70. Uh, but he like yeah. missed weight by like 10 pounds all the time. Did he? Yeah. But he's short though. He's not big. Yeah. But I think he missed weight by like a lot, but he was always like, I don't think it was because he was big. I think he just kind of wasn't super disciplined with that, with that <laughs> aspect of it. So the other thing um, on your Instagram lately, I don't know, maybe over the last like year, you do the band stories. Yeah. Is that just like to uh, get, get a bigger audience or? So I, I like love music. Like I got all stuff behind me. Like that's Muhammad Ali and the Beatles, Kurt Cobain, Led Zeppelin. I just love music. And we have a band at Barstool that was formed like just with employees. I was listening okay. to Blink-182 a little too loud one day in the office, one of my favorite <laughs> bands. And Roan, who sits across from me, who is a two-time like world champion battle rapper, legit like Eminem style battle rap stuff was listening to it and he was laughing. He's like, dude, the, the way that that guy is singing so whiny like that is hysterical. Like such uh -huh. teenage angst in the music you listen to. And he was like, I bet we could start a band and write a song like that. So we were like, all right, let's write a song like that. We wrote one song and the, the plan was put the song out and then put out like a VH1 behind the music documentary about why the band broke up and like <laughs> okay. you know i went down got a heroin addiction so and so <laughs> went down in jail whatever like crazy story like that and people liked the one song and they said you should do another song so we did another song and then we did another one and we kind of just like kept doing songs can you and listen to these Dave, anywhere where are these yeah they're all on youtube on spotify so the band's called pup punk because we do pop punk music and Dave Portnoy has a thick Boston accent. He can't say pop punk. He says pop uh, punk. So uh, that's yeah, yeah. why it's the name of our band. And yeah, just like we do shows that are a lot of fun where it's we'll have like 20 songs on our set list live and two of them will be originals and 18 of them will be covers that everyone in the crowd knows. The I love you know, Blink-182 songs, the Fall Out Boy songs, yeah. all that style music, early 2000s rock pop punk. So that's like other than rough and rowdy. That's like my favorite thing to do. It's the live events that I love. The rough and rowdies, the concerts, that kind right. of stuff. Did you know like you were so you're basically like a performer? I mean, obviously in the band, but even when you're doing like commentating, I mean, that's not easy. Every fighter always thinks like, oh, I, you know, after when I'm done, I would do commentating. It's like <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah. Not, just because you fight doesn't mean you can do that. I mean, it's a like a totally different realm of of skills to have that do you think yeah. that like from doing it you just get better at it but i feel like you were pretty good at it right away without any practice yeah i didn't i never really thought about it much like i think i kind of like eased my way into it too like mm -hmm. i think if you listen to my first rough and rowdy and my like latest rough and rowdy it's i think i probably said 
10% of what I said, you know, in the latest one, in the first one, I was really trying to pick my spots. And I think in the first one, I was even like, almost trying to be like the Harold Letterman, like, uh, throw over to me and I'll say 10, nine, this guy, like throw it back mm -hmm. over to you. So it was like a little bit of trial and error in that way of just like, of course, now more of just like the quick hit a quick joke, get out, uh, go in, like say the info about the fighters. That's something that I'll do now. Like I'll do the research beforehand because Dave and Big Cat are crazy busy all the time. So I'll kind of like give a couple tidbits about each fighter, what they're fighting for, what so their record like the is previously. Of the, of the exactly. Exactly. So I try to be that and then let them go crazy. But yeah, the, the, and the pup punk, like being a performer in that way, I was way more anxious for like than commentary, which is funny. Cause like when I'm on stage, like nobody hears me like other than my bass or whatever, but mm -hmm. it's not like I'm talking, but commentary, like I was never really nervous for, I was like, this is going to be fun. Like talking fights. Like I could do that playing bass. I was like, Oh my God, how do I do that? Like I was like ready to throw up. Well, wow. it's, yeah, because then you're like, you almost feel like people are there watching you and judging you, whereas yeah. you're commentating, you know, some people, you know, everyone's judging someone, but, you know, there you're but the, the people are at home, the, you know, they can't yeah. hear like the people there can't hear me. So it is like that removal of it, like the, yeah. all eyes on you. But based like I had been playing since middle school. So even like back then, I, I just never got used to it until like two or three years ago. It's so crazy. Like everything you did in basically like middle school, early high school is like the same thing you're doing right now. Just never grew up. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, the way to live. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I'm like, I got toys oh. behind me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, oh, I used to go to karate classes and I kind of feel like I'm still going to karate classes and going to tournaments. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. I think that's like, you know what I mean? You're like, I always think of it. I'm like, oh, I never like, had to get a job totally like, that's how like, i feel yeah kind of like um, scan like, the system truly having fun like with my friends every day and we just put it on the internet and that's that's the work and then at like at barstool like you kind of have i mean the creative possibilities is pretty much endless like if you just come up with different ideas all the time so you never get you're not really getting bored that's the other thing like that's why I'm able to do the band stuff, but also the MMA stuff. When I started, it was just like, let me just do MMA. And then mm -hmm. slowly but surely, it was like, oh, I also like pro wrestling. Maybe I could write a blog about that here and there. Oh, I also like nerdy stuff like Star Wars movies and Marvel movies. So maybe I could write a blog about that. And then it expanded into music. And now, like you said, it's whatever I wake up that day deciding I want to write about or talk about, I could talk about. It's just content. They just want you to exactly out new content. As long as you're putting stuff out, it's fine. Like, doesn't really matter what it's about as long as people are reacting to it like it. Do you do you have free reign to put out whatever you want or do you have to get stuff approved? No, free reign. Like, complete wow. creative freedom, like, for pretty much everyone here, I would say. And it's, it's like a, a double-edged sword because you don't get any direction. So it's also like a sink or swim. Like, sometimes you feel like you're on an island. Like, what do I do to be successful here? but it's just, you've got to figure it out. Like everyone figures it out eventually, you know, you figure out your lane, kind of stick to it. But I, I definitely prefer the creative freedom because sometimes you wake up and like being in the MMA world every day, you guys know, sometimes you wake up, you're like, I'd rather talk about a Netflix show than MMA. Yeah, yeah. And like having the freedom to do that is so much fun and makes me like more interested in MMA because I don't get burnt out of like yeah. one thing. M MMA, wrestling, whatever it may be. Never get burnt out because you change it up all the time. That's great. Now, do they um, like follow your 
like analytics, like your views and stuff? Do you oh, have yeah. to reach a certain amount? Oh yeah. There's They're, the thresholds and whatnot. Yeah. And that's like, it's stressful to hit, but it's also like, it's not like if I don't hit a threshold, they're like, you're fired. We hate you. Get out of here. It's like, they understand all right, let's goes. pick it up. Yeah. Like they'll be like, Hey, work with so-and-so maybe see if you can get something up. So it's like they're in place and they're stressful and everyone wants to hit them, but yeah. it's not uh, like a, a crazy requirement necessarily. Like if you don't hit this, you're out. Like, what are they looking at? Views or engagement or what? everything, engagement, everything. views, podcast downloads. Like they have like on our back end, like, a way to look at the basically the entire brand where it will connect TikTok, YouTube, wow. Twitter, uh, Instagram, kind of all into the same like source, so you could see everything all together. And then they let you know like every week, or do they? How often we could see it? that ourselves too. Okay, so it's like we could go in and check our own stuff, kind of like, and that's very helpful for blogs too, because it's like, all right, do recaps do well, or do like funny stories do well? And you could go in and see, okay, the funny story did fifty thousand more clicks. I'll stick to that more than trying to break down the X's and O's of the fight game. You know, like, are you ever surprised like that. that something does well that you're like, why did that do well? And are you ever surprised or do you usually have an idea? Yeah. I, yeah, I know. I think, I think you get surprised. Like yeah. I've had like, uh, such random blogs will take off sometimes like the blogs you put the least amount of work into. That's and what everyone says about. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've heard like, too. That's what gets frustrating. Like today, like I, I wrote like what I thought was a very funny blog about a punk rock show this weekend where someone brought like an old box TV, like a giant TV from the 90s and uh -huh. just threw it into the mosh pit. And then they started throwing this TV at each other like violently. <laughs> and I was like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. So I wrote a big blog about it. Didn't seem like anything really took off. Immediately threw up like a, a throwaway blog about a Jimmy Page video that I think is funny. And that one took off like yeah. right afterwards. And it's like, all right, I guess like yeah. you got to just like shoot a bunch and be a volume shooter because eventually one will take off. And that's the thing with like a uh, TikTok too. I'm not a TikToker. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get into it because that's the thing. That's the new yeah. thing. Social media got to get on TikTok. That's where it surprises me what takes off and what doesn't. Because some TikToks. Because well, they're only five will, seconds, right? Like three, Some yeah. will go crazy. Like some will hit a million. And I'm like, yeah. I think the numbers on that are fake. I don't think a million people have watched right. that. And then the next one will hit 267. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. What? how does that happen? One here, one there. So it's wow. like more more the, the social media stuff than, than the Barstool blog stuff, I would say. So a lot of yours is like you talk about being funny in the plot. Are you interested in comedy? Like, like stand-up comedy? Yeah, stand-up. I, I think I'm too much of a wuss, to be completely honest. Yeah. With you. I think I have so much anxiety. Like, I love stand-up comedy. I listen Literally. to stand-up comedians' podcasts all the time. The mm -hmm. Two Bears, One Caves of the World. Like, all of that. Love that stuff. I can't, like, see myself being able to make the walk to the stage. I'm talking about it like I'm making the walk to the cage. Yeah. Like, right. that's, what it, that's how, like, intimidating it seems to me. But, like... What about like joke never writing? never say never huh you could probably be at like joke writing though are you oh i would love that yeah come up with like bits. to work in a writer's room i think would be super fun yeah you know caitlin like, did stand up before you did stand up New York I, Comedy Club. yeah i did it once and it's definitely more nerve-wracking than fighting really because like you get the same nervousness like the how, how i felt before was exactly the same but when you fight, the second you start, the fight starts, it goes away because you're like takes Burr. over like you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like before I walk out, I always say like if I'm a little nervous, I'm like, whatever. I just want to get out there. As soon as the bell rings, we start, then I, I won't be nervous anymore. And I kind of like remind myself that. 
And then, um, but when I did stand up comedy, it gets worse as it starts. Uh, you kind of yeah. black out, and then you're like talking, and I'm like, wait, what? What did I just say? I was like, I don't even know if, because I, I basically I wrote like a five five minute set, and I basically just memorized it. Yeah, and my whole goal was like just to get through the set without without like stuttering or stumbling or forgetting anything. So like there was no like charisma with it or like reading the crowds because I was just like, uh, okay, here's my lines and I'm just trying to say go through it like straight. But the whole time you're nervous. Whereas in a fight you can kind of like it doesn't go your yeah. way. You kind of like and also in a going. fight, isn't it like a lot of it's more reactionary, right? Like where. Mm -hmm. I picture at least doing stand up. You're trying to remember the next joke or the next line. Yeah. Constantly. And in a fight, you're not like, let me remember the next move because you don't know what's coming next. Yeah. You kind of just go, go with what, whatever's going. But like, did you get laughs though? Was it like good? Did. She did. I got, yeah, yeah. But my, my thing was they, they told me that. So it was a guy that does stand up comedy and he also has, he's like an Armenian guy. That's also like interviewed me for, uh, he interviews fighters on his YouTube, so I knew him. And it was when um, there was UFC was at Madison Square Garden, and he goes, "Hey, we're doing." It was like the day before. He goes, "We're doing a um, an event. You know, it's the, all the fighters come out, and they we're getting fighters to come out and then to do stand up." And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "He goes, yeah, but it's like everyone. There's other fighters there." And he said like Aljo was gonna be there and a couple other fighters. And I'm like. Well, I know they don't do stand up. So if they're doing it, like, fine. I like I'm a I love comedy as like, uh, you know, an audience member. I love yeah. watching it and I love all the comedians. Like, same thing. I listen to all those podcasts, but I was never thought to do it. But I was like, all right, bucket list. Let's do it. Well, I get there. There's not one other fighter there. Oh, no. I know. They're like, OK, here I walk in. I'm like, hi, I'm here for the, the fight. I thought it was like going to be like fight fans watching fighters like it was yeah. gonna be like a gimmick kind of like dana white when he did it on um i, remember that, yeah. I thought that's what it was gonna be like yeah so I go just in, in the middle of it too. they were like okay um here you can go in the green room i'm like uh okay i'm like kind of like no one's even like looking at me no one knows who i am i'm like you're just the new comic at the club that night and i look <laughs> and there's like people that are like writers for like i don't know some nighttime shows and i'm like oh my god they're like Oh, so how long have you been doing comedy? I'm like, I've never three days yeah. ago when this guy DM me and asked me if I wanted to do it. Yeah, and like, um, two hours from now. That's how long. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, wait, you've never done. It? I'm like, no, I thought that other fighters were. I got it wrong. I was like, I totally misunderstood what was happening. And then they put me in the lineup like I'm like was in the middle. Yeah. So I had to go after like real people that have been doing this. And I, like they the didn't know the night's already started. Yeah. So they're probably like, wait, what? But I, I think there was actually some people on there that weren't really that good. It wasn't. There's some good ones, though. Yeah. Yeah, there was. But look, I think the good ones were kind of after me. So and they did kind of announce it as like, oh, she's never done it before. Because that's my thing. I was like, make sure they know what's, yeah. what I thought. And then yeah. I remember the next day going to the fights and I saw Aljo. I was like, hey, I thought you were going to that comedy thing. He's like, yeah, I thought it was like a meet and greet. But then they said I was for me to go up and do comedy. He's like, I'm not doing that. I was like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> you know? But it was cool. How did you feel I, after... when you were done? Did you feel like I, I crushed that? Like almost like you want to fight or no? Um, I was definitely really proud of myself for it. Yeah. And... I'm glad I'm super happy I did it after I was like, wow, I, 
I like that. I wish I could do it again because I now that I did it the first time, I'm like, all right, I know how I could do better. It's like, that, yep. you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I respect it enough to know, like, how much work has to go into it. Yeah. You know, I respect enough to not just that's like, like a full time job. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, you know, going to the club every night and figuring out how you could say I'm funny or the, figuring out the punchlines. Like, I respect that so much. Yeah. That's why I said I'm like, I'm such a fan that I know how much work goes into it. And I'm like, I respect it enough to know, like, I'm not putting that much work into it. You, know? you hear Rogan talk about it all the time, like with his boys, like going to like just the comedy store, like every single night until you get better, like every single, you know, 12 p.m. Uh, set or 12 a.m. shift you got to do. And that's yeah. like the grind of it. And it's it's like, I guess everything has that to, well, to yeah, a degree. Everything. I was like, but, I already do that with jujitsu. So I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Like to do two things like that and really commit to yourself to it. It's pretty tough. You could be the next Brendan Schaub, though. When you retire, you could go right into comedy. Yeah, go right in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Well, thanks so much for coming out, Rob, or coming on. Yeah, of course. Oh, I, wait, I really what, appreciate you guys having on. Before you go, one thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, so I wanted to get your opinion quick on... Uh, so, like, Barstool obviously oh, promotes, um, like, Patty the Vatty oh, and, yeah. and then Meatball Molly. Obviously... Me as a fighter, I get like bitter because oh, I'm yeah. like, because I'm like, yo, like when they, I get Patty because he's obviously like a superstar, but like for a girl, and I, and I like Molly a lot, but I was like, yo, this girl's got like, he's like two and two in the UFC. Why are they hyping, be hyping her up? Like she, you know, I'm like, she's gonna get smoked by Aaron. That's like amazing. I'm That's like, tough. How do they not like? How do they not know? But I think she kind of got on with like, with uh, you know, with Patty, like kind of. Yeah, like, what it was was it, like Patty captivated Dave with his his UFC debut. I don't know mm -hmm. even where Dave saw it to be honest. I don't even know if Dave was watching like the fight or if he saw clips. But he was like, mm -hmm. "Who is this guy?" Like, and he's like you saw in Rogan, not a big like fight fan, but he was like, "This guy's the next guy." Mm -hmm. So he reached out signed patty and then kind of felt like wait you didn't tell us about molly this is like seems like you guys are a tag team like you guys do videos together you guys do content together if we're signing you to make content like that would be a good partner for you yeah so on the night of ufc london when that patty fought huge. rodrigo he said if molly gets a win here i'll sign her wow. and she hit the spinning elbow so that was like holy yeah. fuck she ran on that uh, whole night was like across then. press row. Yeah. And I said, like, I had the video camera. I was like, Dave just said he's signing you to Barstool. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, she was joking the night before. Like, imagine one day I got signed and then wow. we signed her. So that was how the Patty Molly connection came together. I think it was more not even like we think Molly's the next uh, Khabib. I think yeah. it was more like, oh, my God. Charisma. The, the partnership of like the, they call each other brother and sister, like is too perfect for Barstool. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially like, yeah, that card in London was like them too. That was like that a was, perfect show for that. That was you insane. Know? That was like, I, I was lucky enough to be there. That was like my favorite crowd I've ever been in with UFC. Yeah. Drinks flying. Like I had to like cover my computer because people are just throwing their beers and stuff. Like I've never seen anything like that. Even the second London card this year, it was fun, but it was nothing like the first London card. Yeah, it was, that was crazy. incredible. So like, which I'm not hearing that kind of like makes it seem like cooler. So it was just like, Dave was just like, 
I like this kid. And so then that kind of formed that. that legitimately, is, it was the most natural. He was like, he almost felt bad. Like, oh, I didn't realize like Molly's around here. He's like, we signed the one kid and we didn't sign the other. Like mm-hmm. they seem like they they come together. They're cornering yeah. each other. They're coming out. So he, he, and he loved the meatball nickname. That was yeah. big for Dave. Sometimes it's just that he was like the meatball nickname. We got to sign the meatball. Yeah. And then she had like two good, really good performances at that time. But I just wonder, I'm like, because, you know, as like the fighters are like, you know, what the heck? Like, because like Patty's last fight and Molly's last fight were both against uh, New York and New Jersey people. And they're like, come on, Barstool's there. That's like the U.S. But I think I know for Vol is pissed at me. He's, yeah, he's yeah. He's probably like, I was the OG guy. If I, listen, if I had the Dave money, yeah. your signs for Vol is signed. Yeah. Quarantilla signed. Oh, my. Oh, my guys and girls. Yeah. But yeah. But I Dave. think too, it's like sometimes for the fighters, you have to realize like we think of it so literal, like this person's ranked here, this person's better than her, this one's there. There's nothing to do with but it. But like, and that's part of back to like what we talked about earlier. It's part of it becoming like a sport. Like, uh, you know, it's not real. It's just some people like these people and they don't care if yeah. they're, if uh, like most fans are like, I don't care if this person's ranked number one or not ranked at all. I like watching this person fight, which is great for the fighters because that means everyone's excited to watch the whole entire card. And it gives you chances. Someone like Aaron, like no one knew who she was. Now she like beat Molly the way she did. Now everyone knows who she is, you know? So it kind of, it helps everyone. But I think just in the moment, it's like becoming so new that the fighters are like, ah, like, why is this person like I, I I would beat that person, but it doesn't matter. You could beat that person. You're not going to get this. You don't auto, just because you beat someone that has all that recognition doesn't mean that you you get it now. And that and that does get tough with some fighters like Dave got into the fight with Justin Gaethje. Yeah, because I think Justin Gaethje also looked at it like like Barstool. He was wanted to give Patty fight of the night it was the worst fight of the night. And it's like the context of it which you don't, mm-hmm. I don't expect you to know is Dave and big cat are idiots. And in that moment, they know that Patty didn't get fight of the night. Right. Yeah. Completely plan- like, Oh yeah. Fight of the night. Yeah. The one guy who didn't get a finish on this card, give it to him. Right. Like literally laughing about it like that. And then it becomes like, I'm going to beat you up when I see you in person, Dave Portnoy. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it seemed, it seemed like even before like Patty signed with Barstool, it seemed like the UFC almost wanted to recreate Connor through him. And and how could they not? You yeah. see, but European to guy me, come they're, up ve- they're page very warriors. They're I, very- yeah, no, no, no. Personality wise, fighting wise, very different people. I think they just looked at it from almost the broad strokes aspect of like, who's this crazy European right. coming up? You're, yeah, exactly. Where, where it's like and a whole time con- page warriors champ, a whole yeah. country behind him. Because exactly. but when Connor first came out, like what he did, his first like seven fights, like oh my people God. don't realize Connor. how insane that was insane when you look at his resume too like the people yeah. he actually beat to get max up there Holloway, the, the max Justin. holloways and yeah yeah crazy you, you crazy can't really stuff. recreate connor with how good he was plus everything else he's like one Patty, of kind. patty's not not the same because he, he already I don't has think patty like, loves that either like whenever he's yeah in he doesn't yeah, try like, to right be it's like a big shadow he's like he's always says like i want to be the first patty pimlet like yes yeah i respect connor thanks to everything he did for the sport and everything but I think he's also ready. To I, th- move I on think that's that. smart. I think that's good that he does that because they're different. Like he's more like relatable, like nicer or something like, and you don't want to be the, the, the next anyone when right. you're like four or five, six fights into the UFC. Like at that point, you just want to be you. 
And people right. said it about uh, O'Malley to a, a lesser degree, but oh, people tried to like were, say he's yeah. kind they, of the next Connor. And like, yeah, they were comparing him to him, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like everyone has their own thing. Different, yeah. And at this point, you look at O'Malley, and nobody calls him the next anyone. It's yeah, like I almost like you said that I forgot. Self. I yeah. forgot that that's that was his whole thing. Like he's the next Conor McGregor. I'm like, oh yeah, now like because you don't because he had at a all. chest tattoo and a left hand. Like, yeah, uh, basically, that's about as far as it went. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, just like keeps like every you know every week there's fights. There's like a new new star and a new person, which is amazing. Like they have fights all the time, and it just keeps growing. And it, except it, for this month, I'm going through withdrawals right now. I'm like, sucks. oh my god, I can't believe there's been like two or three weeks without fights. Like Saturday, Saturday night, nights, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. Yeah. I went when to we, see Avatar fight... last Saturday. We wasted five hours on that. Yeah. <laughs> we have like. I watched the... the entire card. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. We put it on. That's why sometimes I'm like, if I'm like doing stuff on Saturday, I don't like the early, early cards because I'm like, oh, I have stuff to do. Like, I'm like, I like yeah, same, watching yeah. all the fights all night long. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. It's funny because then I'm like, how do people watch football all day? And then I do, I'm like, wait, I just did that yesterday. So yeah, and then you're fighting. tuning into like the two prelim uh, debuts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I like them. Against Sometimes those are like, the best ones. Yeah. yeah. I like discovering someone. Definitely. Like, I mean, the like, Contender oh, Series has good. been awesome for that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. so much. For, like Tuesday night fights, I love. I love when the PFL does a, a Wednesday night card. Like just yeah. getting fights midweek, I love. It's cool. Yeah, that's why, like, I even when the Jake Paul fights, I'm like, all the other fighters, like, oh, who watches that trash? I'm like, uh, I do. I watch them. Yeah. I watch them. I'm like, because it's on Fridays, so you get two days in a row of fights. Exactly. But, it's yeah. like an Eve, like a, a UFC Eve card. Yeah, pumps you up for the fights. But, uh, but yeah, they, um, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, we love love talking to you. It's been like you said, six years. It's crazy. 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 I, I can't believe it. But thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. I'll, I'll come on anytime. Love you guys. We'll say Amazing. yes. To thank whatever. you. Congrats with everything you got going on. It's really, really yeah, great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Happy for you. Awesome. Thank you.